With Auburn adding two other linebackers from SEC teams, who's starting at that position for the Tigers in 2023? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Monday, Lindsey Crosby, writer at AuburnDaily.com and the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Over the weekend, Lindsey, Auburn picks up another transfer linebacker just a few days after they add former LSU linebacker Demario Tolan. They also stay in the SEC West and grab former Ole Miss linebacker Austin Keys. Keys is a guy that has more experience and I think has plenty of upside. I think his floor, Lindsay, is higher than Demario Tolan's. But from what we've seen so far, I think Tolan has a higher upside. So it's kind of interesting to see how these two will be used and if they could potentially both start at linebacker. In 2023, the big thing for me with um, bringing in Austin Keys is, like you said, he has the starting experience. I mean, he put up 402 snaps in the SEC last year, mm-hmm. and so like it's something where after you lose Owen Papo, you have Cam Riley, Wes Steiner. I've discussed on this show before. I think when we signed Desmond Tid- Tisdall, I've, I've discussed about um, their lack of performance, so to speak. Sure. And, you know, and, and how poorly they were graded by whether that's PFF or other organizations. And so Austin Keys is somebody who started for a defense that, while not the best in the SEC, was also not the worst in the SEC and can give you, like you said, a stabilizing presence in that room and a high floor of competent linebacker play because we've seen him do it yeah. now for a couple of years. Yeah, and so the the discussion changes, right? Going into the portal period, it's like, guys, we got to get somebody that could be next to Cam Riley because you don't feel super confident in Desmond Tisdall. You don't feel super confident in Wesley Steiner. Question marks all over Eugene Asante. And so when they added to Mario Tolan, the former LSU backer, it's like, okay, yeah, he's probably the number two linebacker to Cam Riley. Can you go out and get a number one? Because we all agree, Cam Riley, we feel better if he's the number two linebacker not the number one linebacker. Of course, he can take a big step. He's got the athleticism and the physical prowess to do that. We just haven't seen him do it. Give us somebody who we've seen do it, and maybe he can bring Cam Riley along. That, that, that's the best-case scenario. Austin Keys, I, I love his athleticism. I like the way that he's able to move, and I like the way that he's played consistently on an SEC defense. But, Lindsey, the, the amount that we've seen Keys and the amount that we've seen Tolan Two different spectrums of this, right? You, you mentioned Keys playing over 400 snaps for Ole Miss last year. Uh, Demario Tolan played a little 70, right? And so you look at that, and it's like, well, the 70 snaps where Tolan played, I thought were much better than the 400 snaps that Keys played. But Ole Miss's defensive scheme, like it's very evident their head coach. We'll talk about their head coach and that fan base and what they think of them in a second. But they're they uh. I don't know. They don't really care about defense, right? And so I don't know if we could really take any of the production side of what Keys did at Ole Miss and say, oh, that's necessarily going to translate. I think you got to look at the traits. And when you look at the traits of what Keys can do, 
decent first step. He moves well laterally, likes physical, you know, he likes to get down into the hole and, and engage in contact. So you like all of those things. It's going to be really interesting, though, if both of these guys start and Auburn's in a base 4-2-5 or something like that and Cam Riley's on the sideline. be very, very interesting to see what happens after spring if that's how it shakes out. Yeah, and and so those practices leading into A-Day are going to be instrumental as far as figuring out who does what, who's comfortable yeah. where. And the good thing for, for, for Auburn is everybody's learning the scheme at the same time. Mm. It's a brand new coach, and so it's not like you have somebody who's been doing this in this defense for a couple of years on a Cam Riley or a West Diner that you're looking at having to to possibly replace. Everybody's starting fresh. Uh, the the thing that I do want to see as well is if there's no more uh, guys taken from the portal before spring, and we'll get to that later too, uh, do you see some of these guys in this room like a Cam Riley possibly move down and play some at edge? I mean, Cam Riley being 6'5", 230, the weight's not what you typically want to see from an edge, but he has the size as far as height and length. And so I'd be interested to see you know, scenarios where all three of these guys are on the field at the same time is Cam Riley rushing the passer versus mm. dropping into coverage or kind of how do you deploy these guys and and use them to their strengths versus just uh, throwing out whoever you have out there. Yeah, it'll also be interesting to see what Cam Riley does, like the pecking order. Like if Cam Riley's not with the first group or the first group of linebackers out at A-Day, how does he respond to that? If both uh, Tolan and Keys are ahead of him, but regardless, the room is better. The mm-hmm. room is more experienced. There's more upside in the linebacker room. And so you, you love that. And it still looks like Auburn's going after more linebackers. The guy from Virginia who's got multiple 100 tackle seasons, like seems like he's interested. He was in Auburn this past weekend visiting. And so there's still a lot of upside to what this room can bring. But mm-hmm. I just think... And we're going to talk about the scholarship situation towards the end of the show, but I just think you're going to see guys get processed or choose to leave. I I just don't know how you're one. I I don't know how you're Wesley Steiner and you're looking at this situation and like, I'm going to play in 2023. Look, I like Wesley Steiner and I think Mm -hmm. he's super athletic. I just don't think he was developed properly over his time at Auburn. Like it stinks. It's super unfair to him because he like, he broke all of Owen Papo's like athletic matrix records, you know, the the year after Owen did it. So it's like the guy can move, the guy can can be an athlete, but this as far as developing as a linebacker, I don't think Auburn did that. And Desmond Tisdall, like, I think that really hurts his situation to play. So I don't know. I mean, they, there's a chance Lindsay they just love Auburn and they want to stay here, right? And, and that would be great. Like, you know, Desmond Tisdall being your fourth linebacker in the room, Eugene Asante, like. He's in a little bit tougher a situation because he already transferred, but mm-hmm. it's just uh, the pecking order of linebacker. Uh, it seems to be 1A, 1B, 1C right now when you look at Cam Riley, Austin Keys, and Demario Tolan. I don't care what order you put them in, but after that, to me, Lindsay, there is a significant drop-off before you get to Woodyard, the, the redshirt freshman that I think we'll see more of this spring. Yeah, and that was the wild card I was about to bring up is mm. Robert Woodyard was the highest rated recruit, I think, in last year's class or one of them. And from everything that we've heard, did a fantastic job over the fall working yeah. with the scout team, got a little bit of time in on defense, but not a ton. And so there's the question of does he take a leap or not? And 
if I remember correctly, Josh Aldridge has had some decent linebackers in his coaching career. He's he's coached some guys up a bit. And so you have to like the athleticism of Steiner, like you said, and then the potential of Woodyard. Can he, you know, my thought process here is, yes, you have Austin Keys. He's a junior. He technically has two years of time remaining. Yeah. But uh, if Tolan's your starter and then Robert Woodyard can come to speed, you have a pair of guys who can run that position for a couple of years before either leaving for the NFL or graduation. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I'm kind of doing like a short-term and a long-term. Short-term, it's like you have Cam Riley as a senior, West Diner's a junior, uh, you know, Keys is here one or two years, depending on if he's, tr- on if he's good enough to get yeah. drafted or not. It's just an interesting short-term and long-term. There's a lot of ways you can go with this, and I'm just kind of well, curious the- how it shakes out. Yeah, and you know, Woodyard's definitely part of the long term, but the only guy in this room that's part of the short term and the long term is Demario Tolan. Mm-hmm. And so I know Austin Keys is exciting, right? And, and the Ole Miss, the Ole Miss stuff is, is is fun, but I think Demario Tolan is a better prospect. Is he more experienced? No, but I think he's a better prospect in all of this. I think Demario Tolan could be a really special linebacker. Not that Austin Keys can't. I just think one's more likely than the other. But as far as 2023, Lindsay, mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. And I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. I'm putting it on the spot here. If you had to rank the total snaps, it's a perfect world. No injuries, right? No injuries in 2023 for the linebacker room. If you had to predict total snaps in order, I'm not asking you to say how many snaps they played, but who has the most, who has the second most, who has the third most, and then who has the fourth most. I'm going right now. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Cam Riley still has the first and most. I will say Austin Keys has second. Demario Tolan has third. And Woodyard has fourth. That is not what I want to happen, but that is my prediction as we sit here recording this Sunday evening on January 15th. Yeah, it's what I want to happen is a little different from what you just laid out. I think you're kind I of want on Tolan track one. I want, I want Tolan, Tolan one. I want Tolan one still. And then Keys two, then Cam Marley three, then was uh then um Woodyard four. Yeah, I want Tolan one, but I feel like that's probably not going to be what we get. Uh, like you said, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Austin Keys one because I, I think they targeted him for a reason. They sure. like the years of experience. Cam Riley two, Demario Tolan three, Robert Woodyard four, with the caveat of Riley may jump to number one if he takes some snaps at edge as well as a depth piece at edge because, you know, kind of given the the lack of bodies you have there, you brought in a one-year guy and, a you know, and so, yeah, depending on how that works out. But I've got keys as one because obviously they wanted to go get an SEC experienced linebacker for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they probably want that high floor that keys can give you. Yeah, Keys, Tolan has it. And look, Cam Riley has a high floor too with just his ability. It's just, mm-hmm. can he take that next step? And look, I think the best case scenario is these two new guys come in and they push Cam Riley mm-hmm. and Cam Riley takes that next step and, and kind of does what he, uh, we, we all believe that he's capable of. We'll see. Um, there's a lot of things that Ole Miss has to be petty and upset the Auburn about. And obviously Austin Keys was the latest, but they're starting to they're starting to freak out a little bit, Lindsay. And I want to I want to poke that bear just for a second. Coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Look, we've kind of experienced what it was like when you go out and get high talent to come be a part of your team. And sure, you know the the real world's not 
fully like the transfer portal, but it kind of is. And so you can navigate all of that um, with uh, with LinkedIn Jobs. Just head over to uh, LinkedInJobs.com slash college, and you can post your job for free. It's not even tampering, folks. It's not even tampering. You can just post it. Uh, so I guess it kind of is like uh, like the transfer portal. But no, all, all seriousness, uh, LinkedIn Jobs helps you attract the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. They go beyond resume data. And they use insights from your job post, the company, and their 875 million members to post in front of the most qualified candidates. Not quite as many players that entered the portal, but it's close. Check it out. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Lindsey Crosby, our guest, as he is every single Monday. So one of my favorite Twitter follows mm-hmm. is Message Board Geniuses. It's great. It's so good. It's so good. And every now and then I'll like be in the corner at auburnlive.com and I'm like, oh, this is going to get screenshotted in a few hours and be shared at Message Board Geniuses. And I'm usually right. But man, I don't know what board, I don't know what the name of the popular board is for Ole Miss, but he has been sharing some folks that are like calling out for Hugh Freeze to say, release the NDA agreement, fire Hugh Freeze before the season. Ole Miss fans, let's start sharing info. To, to get him out because he's he's having too much success. It's driving them crazy, Lindsay. And it's like, I don't think they have the awareness of as a fan base to look themselves in the mirror and say, oh, because this is the same fan base, Lindsay, that was like, no, you're not going to take Lane Kiffin. No, you're not going to take Lane Kiffin. Why now, would he take a downgrade to Auburn? That's what they said. Right. And look, they were right. Lane Kiffin stayed in Oxford. But now it almost seems like they're upset that they were right about that. And, and it's just eating them up. And it's been really, 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 really fun to watch. And the fact that Hugh Freeze has been able to come in here. And you know, if you look at On3's portal rankings, uh, Auburn has the number two transfer class. If you look at 247, Auburn has the number four transfer class. Regardless, mm-hmm. it's very good. But wait, Lindsay, I thought Lane Kiffin was the portal king. I guess not. Man, Carol Baskin must have killed that too. No, uh... So, so Auburn and Old Miss isn't even really a rivalry. When you look at Auburn versus Old Miss, the historic record of this is 35 wins for Auburn, 11 for Old Miss. But wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> since the year 2000, Auburn is 18 and four in okay. football against Old Miss. It would be 18 and five, but conveniently the 2012 victory by Old Miss was vacated. Wonder what that's about. Yeah. Um, Old Miss has not won back to back football games against Auburn. Are you ready for this? Since 1952. Wow. Yeah. So it's not even really a rivalry. That's the thing. Like it's not Auburn doesn't, this is the, this is, it's, it's almost a little sad, right? Like they, they put such a big importance on this. It's like when Arkansas couldn't get over the Bo Nix backwards fumble thing. Right. And it's like, we literally don't think about you at all. And this is all you can think about for a year. Old Miss is the same way. I literally don't spend my time thinking, hey, I wonder if we'll beat Old Miss this year. I do not care. And they are obsessed with Auburn because of, one, trying to have Lane Kiffin, and then, two, hiring Hugh Freeze and him coming in and already recruiting the portal better than the portal king does. 
Yeah, and then just the downplaying constantly of, of all of this. Like Jake Thornton, the offensive line coach that, that Auburn has snagged. And I mean, that dude may be a recruiting king when it's all mm-hmm. said and done. He's been unbelievable. You got to think he's been involved with getting some of these guys through the portal and what the eight or nine offensive linemen that are coming in. He's a part of that. Flipped to Xavier Miller, right, from Ole Miss. And it's always like it quickly turns into, oh, well, Lane wanted that to happen. Lane wanted Thornton gone. Like, what? Like, I don't think that even makes sense. Or like Lane uh, probably wasn't going to end up taking a Xavier Miller. I'm like, the number one Juco tackle? You're kidding me. Like, are you serious you right now? You just don't need him. Yeah. And so it's just the the whole narrative. It's driving him crazy. And it's just been, it's just been fun to watch because it's just happening, you know, a month after the whole Lane Kiffin drama, which thank goodness I was wrong on that. I was I, I wanted Lane Kiffin, and there was a massive gap between number two. And number two probably was Hugh Freeze, but man, I just I can't imagine anybody operating the first month on the job better than Hugh Freeze. I mean, what an incredible job this guy's done so far. In retrospect, it's almost like a bullet dodged. I mean, it's something we had, no doubt. You know, like Lane Kiffin kind of built his thing on the portal and bringing in players, and mm-hmm. hasn't necessarily been anywhere for an incredibly long time. So you don't have a long track record of he builds a program with his own prep recruits because it's so much portal stuff, and then he's gone, and he's to the next place. That's right. And I feel kind of lucky that that it worked out where Auburn has somebody who just bought um, a spot to build his own home. And it's like, okay, Hugh Freeze plans to be here for a while. He is yeah, no, build that old, king a castle. Give him a is, moat. Give him whatever he wants. Custom home. He's going to be here for a minute. And I hope so. That is that is exciting. And I am, I'm not going to say I, I feel bad about not getting Lane Kiffin. I mean, I'm, I was disappointed at the time. I was too. But in retrospect, I think it worked out better for Auburn. And I think it worked out better for the rest of the SEC because I think that Lane Kiffin at Old Miss, as much as they hate to believe it, they kind of have a ceiling. And Ole Miss isn't really going to get over that ceiling. I think they hit it. I think they hit it. And now it's like they've been broken. Like the whole, the way Lane handled the last month of the season, like strategically made no sense whatsoever. And and then now they're having to pay all this extra money to him that could go towards (laughs) facilities, maybe fixing the leak in the roof that you complained about in the press conference. Like all of these basic things that could be done that are now being used in salary to Lane Kiffin because you got him a massive deal. That's right. uh, To keep him. And it's like, okay, that's fine. We're we're saving money and arguably we're better off anyway. Oh, there's no doubt about it. All right. So uh, Hugh Freeze adding guys seemingly at will via the portal. 12 guys in right now. What position groups do we expect to see moving forward? We'll talk about it in just a second right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for bet, uh, sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Don't forget Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Be sure to check them out. Bet Online, once again, where the game starts. Lindsey Crosby, final few minutes here. So we did this conversation last week on Locked on Auburn, but I think it's still important until you know, the, the portal window closes mm-hmm. um, next week. Which three positions will still keep that going? Which three positions do you think Auburn still needs to add via the portal? And some of you are saying, well, if Auburn got three more guys, it'd probably put them over the scholarship limit. Yes. But even if all of the high school kids that come in, like they're still going to be, um, they're, they're going to have to like navigate this whole roster management thing. 
Hugh is still adding guys, and there's going to be guys that are either processed or he knows that guys are going to leave. So they're going to they're going to get as close to that number as they possibly can because they know the guys are going to leave uh, throughout the spring. So we'll see what happens with that. So we're going to keep that conversation at three, Lindsay. Heck, there may be guys that leave this week because it's my understanding that all of the veteran players are meeting with on to victory to discuss their deals this week. Mm-hmm. And there may be folks that there may be folks that are unhappy. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, my three from the last time we had this conversation, I don't know if it's changed that much. Um, I would go interior offensive lineman. Number one mm-hmm. edge. Number two, Number three is where it gets a little tricky to me. And I guess by default, it's quarterback. But I don't care if it's a starting quarterback. I just kind of want another dude in the room because we're all assuming TJ Finley is going to leave after the spring. Um, I'm more, uh, the more I look at Robbie's stuff, the more I look at old Robbie tape, the more I look at his stats, the more I'm okay with Robbie Ashford. So, and actually excited about Robbie Ashford. So, I'll go, yeah, so I'll go that order. Interior offensive lineman, edge rusher, quarterback. You? So I think I can see the value of saying interior offensive line number one because when you look at a possible uh, starting five now, you're projecting Isaiah Miller kicking in to guard. So I can understand. Or, or Cam Stutz at right guard. Or Cam Stutz. So either way, you either have one of your new guys kicking in or you have somebody who, you know, like a Cam Stutz. Uh, I think I'm going with... What do you mean by that? Nothing. I He's a lovely person. I, I'm going with edge number one. And yeah. I think the reason I'm doing that is we saw last year how Auburn felt like they were good to go with Derek Hall and Eculiota and Marcus Bragg. And then, you know... They said we have a we have a one through three here. We have two guys and Hall and Leota. We can put on the field at the same time in pass rushing situations. And then Leota went down with the torn pack. And so you were Derek Hall, uh, Marcus Bragg, and then Dylan Brooks. Right now, your three deep at the position is super senior Elijah McAllister, mm-hmm. redshirt sophomore Dylan Brooks, and true freshman Brenton Williams. And so to me, you have more options in the interior offensive line currently on the roster. You may not love those options. We got Keldrick Falk, too. True. Did you mention, did you mention him? I did not mention him. You do have so, Keldrick Falk. So, so and two, two true freshmen. Yeah. Two, two, tr- two true freshmen. And I, mm-hmm. I've heard good things about Keldrick Falk and his ability to possibly contribute early. But I'm, I worry that one injury, especially to somebody like, like McAllister, means that your first or second guy up is going to be a true freshman. I agree. In the yeah. SEC. So mm-hmm. edge rusher number one interior offensive line number two and that wasn't a need for me uh but now now that i kind of look at it and it's like okay you have the option of miller or you know somebody who's been who's been here like yeah and, and i think cam stutz is okay right but yeah. like the if one of them get hurt you know i, I think you're kind of in a situation or like jeremiah Wright. what if jeremiah Wright goes down like yeah. you need that what if you know, what if um, I'm blanking on the new center, Avery Jones? What if Avery Jones goes down? Like, you, you need, you need, Tate Johnson's ready to go. Tate Johnson uh, is yeah. going to finish his wings, hopefully. Yep. Yep. Hopefully his appetite's bigger now. That'd be huge. Yeah. That would be huge. We need him to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then number three, I think I'm going to go the same as you as far as if TJ Finley leaves like we're expecting. I, from what I understand, he's, he needs to graduate first. If he leaves like we're expecting him to leave, then yeah. TJ, you know, then you need a quarterback in that room because you have, um, you have Robbie Ashford, who we feel good about. You've been higher on him than most. You have uh, redshirt freshman Holden Gariner, and then you've got baby goat Hank Brown. Right, but you are looking at two different players that have freshmen in their class. I, I do, I do think it's important to point out that in the spring, I think Hugh is looking at the spring roster and then the after spring roster because I think he still is going to want quarterbacks. So, like TJ's on the spring roster, I'm not sold that they're thinking he's going to be on the roster after that. So, like at least you have enough quarterbacks to like run a practice. Yeah, because Hank's not coming in. Hank doesn't impact the scholarship count until like the first day of, of summer. So I am a little surprised that we haven't added a quarterback, but that may be why, because TJ is still here. And there has been talk about different quarterbacks that Auburn was trying to work it out with. And either right. they had an issue class wise, like a Grayson McCall or, you know, just just things where guy was injured and couldn't participate. And, and, and like I'm that. sorry, Lizzie, I, I want to rephrase what I just uh, what I just said. I thought Auburn. I thought Auburn would settle at quarterback by this part of the portal. I thought they would say, oh, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get a guy that has upside and let it compete with Robbie, see what happens. I thought they would settle at this point. And I'm curious if TJ would have left and no longer been on the roster, if they would have had the scholarship flexibility to do so. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they, they didn't, and we'll never know the answer to that, but that's what I meant by that. Obviously, if they could have gotten a Grayson McCall, they would have. Obviously, they could have gotten some of these other top guys that they talked to and some were even on campus, um, they would have taken them. That, right. Sorry, I, I just wanted to clarify what I meant by when I said that. Yeah, and it's they're somewhere near that 85 limit, and we know that. And we don't know exactly what it is. No no team just publishes what their scholarship count is. It's a closely held secret. But we It know looks th- like it's 83. Yeah, it looks like they're pretty close, and so it kind of hampers your ability to do some stuff. And like you said, Hank Brown doesn't get here until summer, so that's one less body you have to run through spring practice, That's throw right. into the threes and things like that. You need multiple guys, especially if somebody has if somebody has shoulder soreness, somebody gets nicked up, something like that. You need yep. bodies. So Finley staying can impact that. Again, we don't expect him to stay for the actual season. I think he'll be right. gone before then. Uh, it's going to look great at ULM or wherever it may be. Who knows? Uh, but yet, yeah, I can see quarterback either way you need somebody. I do think it's nice that, uh, like you said, Hugh Freeze is not settling. There's a couple starting quarterbacks that are still out there. I think Spencer Sanders is still available um, from Oklahoma State. But all of the slam dunk, this dude is going to come in and be the starter because he's fantastic. That's done. Those guys are all gone. Right. And so it's possibly something where he was like, well, I got Finley. And then after spring, we'll see who, who leaves because they can be here over the summer working with the receivers, getting the chemistry like we always talk about, uh, and then compete with Ashford in the fall. Yeah, and, and he will have a better idea of what he's got with Ashford, too, which will be important to see. Lindsay, how can people give you some love, brother? What all, what all you got going on? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked in MLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You can find the writing, auburndaily.com, and the merch, aushirts.com. Find all my written work at auburndaily.com as well. And if you've made it this part of the video, please click subscribe. If you're listening on audio, go to YouTube, type in Locked on Auburn and subscribe. We're closing in on 10,000 subs. Be really cool to get there in the next month or so. Appreciate all the support and love. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.